Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of All Right, Let's Talk About It. My name is Savannah. I am your host. I do film reviews and film industry commentary. And this is $2 Tuesday, the series where we talk about movies we haven't talked about before. And happy Marvel week, I guess. We have the Marvels coming out November 10th. I am seeing it November 9th at my normal AMC theater sometime in that evening. So expect a TikTok review Friday evening, probably earlier than normal, I assume, because the movie is not very long. It's not even two hours, which is kind of crazy. At least I think so. But here's the thing with these $2 Tuesdays. This was kind of an offshoot idea. I thought it would be fun. I wanted to do something extra, something to do somewhat in the middle of the week so that I didn't have gaps. I, I wanted to fill the space. I don't like empty spaces. And my plan was just to maybe review old movies. The thought was like a throwback. I called it $2 Tuesday because there's a movie theater that I used to love to go to. It was a $2 theater in Charlotte. I want to say it was on Independence Boulevard. My memory says it was a $2 theater, but who knows? All I remember is that I loved the movie theater and there was a Krispy Kreme right outside. So whenever we went to this movie theater, we always went to Krispy Kreme afterward. So if you're from Charlotte and you know, you probably know what I'm talking about. So that's why I called it, you know, $2 Tuesday, because a lot of your $2 or $1 movies are usually older movies that aren't, you know, don't have a regular run anymore. So that was the whole idea was to have a throwback Thursday without calling it throwback Thursday or having it on a Thursday. But it's become like this spot where I can geek out a bit and just obsess and kind of narrow in on something specific within a movie, whether I'm talking about um, the way a plot shifts, like in Barbarian or the MacGuffin in Psycho, where we talk about social commentaries, like in The Menu. So now that's become a thing where it's like, okay, when I'm looking at a movie, what is something specific that I can talk about? Something that I can bring people into. And with the Marvels, it's been very difficult. Now, I've watched this movie I don't know how many times. It's one of those few Marvel movies that I could probably just put on in the background and just play. I have been a big fan of Brie Larson for a very long time. Um, I want to say since I was 16, 17 years old, I am 36. So yeah, a very long time. I followed her career from the time when she was on television. She had a little album out. I still bump said album. I love it. Finally out of PE. So seeing her come into acting, get an Academy Award, I have just been, I've been proud. So proud. 
And then seeing her get into a Marvel movie, I was so excited for her. But I think I went into the Marvel movie feeling the way a lot of people felt. Like, I don't know, like like something was just not quite right. So I, I don't know. It was just very, it was off. I wasn't sure. And that movie did incredibly well, box office wise. I believe it was a billion dollar movie worldwide. But the reaction since has been something else. The response, I should say. The way people have responded to the character, how people feel about the character, has not been the most positive. If I had to name it, just from observation, because I wouldn't consider myself an MCU fan. I definitely have a list of Marvel movies that I enjoy, but I, I wouldn't consider myself a fan. You know, I don't line up for the movies and, you know, get decked out and dress up or whatever. Nope, I'm not, you know clown anyone i dressed up for barbie i wore a halloween michael myers shirt last year i wore a scream shirt like i will be that person but i'm not that person for marvel so it's interesting you know from the outside looking in as a casual observer watching marvel fans have these conversations online about the character and it's interesting how a lot of what they're saying are things that i feel about hollywood in general when it comes to female characters now i talked a little bit about that with respect to rachel zegler I think it was August and I will put the link for the YouTube video for that one. If you want to go and like check that out, I don't want to quite rehash those points, but I feel like we kind of have to because that's the sentiment that people get, or that's how people feel when they think about Captain Marvel. And then you have these random characters. It seems you have Monica Rambo who not yeah Monica Rambo who's coming from WandaVision. I didn't watch WandaVision. The last time we saw Monica Rambo on screen, she was a whole child. Now I think that's gonna that's the thing that's gonna be confusing for a lot of people. Did I had I not known that, I would have been very confused. Now, because for the longest time I was trying to figure out who this woman was and where she came from. Until I just happened to be scrolling and someone said WandaVision. And then they said, Oh yeah, she's the little girl, Lieutenant Trouble. I'm like, oh, completely fo- forgot the little girl's name from the movie. Completely forgot it. So yeah, I like, had no idea who this woman was. And then it's all, you know, the timing is weird because Captain Marvel's like 1995 and Carol Danvers still looks, you know, late 20s and Monica Rambo's a whole grown woman. And now we have Kamala Khan in there who's from the television show Miss Marvel. And I can't believe they decided they want to take that character and put her on the big screen. This television series or a mini series i should say has the lowest ratings for any marvel television series they tried to put that thing on cable and it's still flopped this is a character that um from what i can observe just again listening and listening and reading conversations a character that was never very popular in the comics and is not very popular on television and people really aren't looking all that forward to seeing kamala khan on the big screen either which is which kind of sucks a little bit because I think Aman Valani is adorable. She's she's a cutie pie. But I've only watched three episodes of Kamala Khan and I kind of I can kind of see where people are coming from. I don't know. I'm not interested. Here's the thing that I'm getting from Miss Marvel and I'm kind of getting off topic here, but and I want to see if anyone else feels this way, maybe it was just me. Watching Miss Marvel, I felt like I was too old for it. Which is kind of weird though because I will binge watch Pretty Little Liars and Vampire Diaries. No questions asked. But I felt like I was too old 
for Miss Marvel. Like, it just felt like it was too juvenile for me. Not that it was less in quality, it just felt very juvenile. Like, it was, I'm not the target audience for this. And I just don't find it all that interesting. I don't find her all that interesting. But that, that's kind of what we're going to talk about a bit. It's not looking good this weekend for the Marvels. I, I have a small little video on YouTube and on TikTok talking about why this movie might flop. But I, and I want to kind of expand a bit into that and bring Marvel fans into it. Just conversations that I've heard and seen. And I think it's just interesting and it's fascinating. So let's talk about it. Disney had options. Disney could have easily pushed this movie to spring or summer 2024 once the strike was done and, you know, Brie Larson, Tiana Paris, and Iman Vellani were able to get on some sort of press tour and promote the dang thing. But for whatever reason, Disney chose to keep this this month, November. I think there are some reasons for that. I mean, number one, I think they felt they might have had an advantage with Dune being pushed to March 2024. Originally, Dune was supposed to come out right around this time. Um, the Marvels actually wasn't going to get any IMAX theaters because Dune had snatched them all up. But that was kind of Marvel's fault because this is actually the third potential release date this year for the Marvels. Originally, the movie was supposed to come out just this year, um, February and then July and now November. And then there were two release dates in 2022. This movie was originally supposed to come out July 2022. Then it was pushed to November 22, which I don't understand why you would release two Marvel movies in the same freaking month, because that's when Black Panther uh, Wakanda Forever came out. And that grossed, I think, worldwide, like 800 million, Somewhere around there. So, yeah, I mean, February 2023, Ant-Man, and then summer, so July 2023, you had Barbenheimer. Absolutely not. So I guess if you want to release the movie this year, this is your only option. Releasing a movie really close to Christmas isn't always a safe bet because people are spending their money elsewhere. Now, I honestly think Disney just doesn't have any confidence in this movie. I don't think Disney believes this movie is going to perform well. I I, I don't think the movie is going to be good. I'm, it makes me wonder. You can start to read the writing on the wall. You can start to kind of get a feel for what these studios are thinking and how they feel about their movies. You know, once you get into the nerd verse of it all. You can get a good grasp, a, a good gist of what studios are thinking with respect to their individual films. Clearly, Disney thought um, The Little Mermaid was going to be their big money maker. Now, I think it's one of their highest grossing movies, if not their highest grossing. Nope, no, it's not. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, I believe, is the highest grossing Disney film this year. But I'm pretty sure they thought Little Mermaid was going to be the one. That movie should have been somewhere between an 800 to a $1 billion movie. Um, didn't even crack 600 million worldwide. That's disappointing. So clearly they put a lot of effort, a lot of money into marketing the, the dang thing, pushing the thing on social media. It was insane. Spent almost a year marketing it just for it to be a disappointment. Sad, I know. And just to see the lack of effort from Disney 
with respect to the Marvels, I mean, get creative. I understand you don't have your actors to promote the dang thing. And unfortunately, they can't reach out to social media content creators because of the strike. Don't get me started. Get creative. And they they just haven't gotten creative. It's just the same old bit. They're trying their hardest to, you know, gin up some interest, you know, releasing clips here and there, and they don't really look good. They've released a big fight sequence. But it makes me wonder, is this the biggest fight sequence in the whole movie? Because the movie's not even two hours long. And then they released another um, clip of Brie Larson and Tiana Paris, their characters, um, Carol Danvers and Monica Rambo meeting for the first time. I guess it's been a long time since they've seen each other. I don't know. I guess we'll find out in the movie or maybe we're supposed to find out in another television show. I don't know. So. So it, it just doesn't look good what they've sent us so far to kind of get people excited and gen up interest. And I imagine that panic, that rush to just push out all these clips so late has a lot to do with their pre-sale numbers. They're not looking good. Pre-sale numbers are below the Eternals. They're below the Flash. Like, it's not good. And we, I, I can't help but wonder why. Um, I, I can't help but ask so many questions. I'm fascinated by it all. It makes me wonder, is this the downfall of Marvel? Is this the end of the franchise? Are we going to be entering a new era of cinema? Finally, um, getting away from the franchises and superheroes. Are we going to get a break? I know that the Marvels, they're getting ready. The Marvels, the Mar- uh, Marvel Studios is getting ready to release another series on Hulu and Disney Plus stars Vincent D'Onofrio. I think it's called Echo. So I, I don't know. But uh, this is going to be a big game changer for Disney for sure. So what are the numbers looking at? What is the forecast? Now, these numbers can change at any time. However, the forecast, what it's looking like based on pre-sales, anywhere between like 70 and 80 million opening weekend, which sounds like a great number, right? But not for Marvel, it isn't. This is, again, this is a $250 million movie. In order for this movie to break even, it's going to need to make somewhere close, somewhere between, and that it really depends on marketing, somewhere between $550 and $625 million worldwide. That's, it's, it's going to be, and if that's going to be a stretch. And if they hit below $100 million opening weekend, it's going to be impossible. I don't think the Hunger Games movie is going to do all that impressive, but they're definitely going to make some kind of money and it's going to be interesting competition. So just to give you a good idea, the um, last three Marvel movies. Yep, the last three. Let's see what's come out. So we have Guardians of the Galaxy came out May 5th. Opened at 118 million. Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania opened with 106 million. That was February. Wakanda Forever opened at 181 million. That was last November. Thor: Love and Thunder. I've heard nothing but weird things about that movie. No, I did not see it. Opened with 144 million. That was July 8th, 2022. Then we had um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Didn't see that one either. Don't judge me. Made 187 million opening weekend. Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, bef- that was its last, in terms of domestic, that was the last movie that made 
over 600 million domestically. So that was 2021 open to 260 million. That is insanity. That's amazing. And then you have the Eternals came out November 5th, 2021. So right around this time, uh, 71 million was the opening weekend. They topped out at 164 million domestically. Shang-Chi was September 5th, 2021, open to 75 million, topped out at 224. Black Widow was July 2021, 80 million opening weekend. And this is all domestic numbers, by the way. Um, 183 million is what it topped out. I actually liked Black Widow. I, I was very happy with it. Not going to lie. So th- that's that's kind of what it's been. But looking at what it's been recently, this movie really should make opening weekend over $100 million. That is the expectation. I'm crossing my fingers. I want it to do well. I don't know why I want it to do well because I don't particularly care. I am going to see it, but I would like it to do well. I just don't think it is. I don't know why I'm rooting for it, kind of, sort of. But um, I feel like this is the underdog of the franchise because you have a character that nobody seems to like, a character that nobody really cares for, and then a character that no one really knows about. I, I think I mentioned this, you know, Monica Rambo is the daughter of Maria Rambo, who is Carol Danvers' best friend. So the last time we saw her on the big screen, she was a child. So if you don't watch the television series, which I don't, I've only seen those first three episodes of Miss Marvel. I didn't watch um, WandaVision. And if I didn't spend so much time on social media, I wouldn't have known who Monica Rambo is. Um, I... You, you're going to be confused as to who that is. I think it might take you a minute. I don't know. I think that can be a little confusing with them not really explaining who that is and where she comes from and how she connects to the first movie. Because again, not everybody's going to spend all their time watching all these TV shows just so they can understand one movie. That's ridiculous. That's a huge ask of people. It's a huge ask. So what's coming against this movie though? Why is it going to flop? There are a couple of the biggest hindrance to this movie doing well at the box office, never mind the multiple release dates, never mind the weeks of reshoots, and never mind the fact that people don't really care much for Brie Larson or her character, or that Miss Marvel had low ratings, or that a lot of people are going to walk into this movie not knowing who Monica Rambo is. Never mind all of that. The biggest hindrance to this movie not doing well is the timing. The timing couldn't suck more for this movie. So go back to 2019 when Captain Marvel was released. I mean, the timing was literally perfect. I often ask myself, had this movie... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. He'd been released later in 2019. Would it have done as well? Would it have done as well? So, I mean, just think about it. March 2018, March 8th, 2018 is when Captain Marvel was released. And look at the movies that came out around it. So go back a little over a year, February 2018, Black Panther. April 2018, Avengers Infinity War. Uh, July 2018, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Then we had March 8th, 2019, Captain Marvel. And a month and some change later... I mean, again, the timing couldn't have been more perfect in game. And a lot of people were pushing people to go see Marvel because they were told, hey, there's crucial in game information in this movie. Apparently there wasn't. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. But I mean, that had a lot to do with the movie's success. And never mind that Marvel was at its freaking peak. Marvel was doing amazing things and this is right before the world started to end with the pandemic because a month or so about two months two or three months after endgame we get spider-man far from home and we don't get another marvel movie until 2021 in july of 2021 black widow so marvel was at its absolute peak it was doing the dang thing i mean it was an instant guaranteed money maker you couldn't have asked for better numbers That's just not happening here. It's 2023 and superhero fatigue has set in. Only one Marvel movie this year from Disney is a moneymaker, and that's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And I believe that's James Gunn, and James Gunn, I believe, is leaving Marvel. He's not going to make another movie for them. Ant-Man flopped. Um, Spider-Man across the universe, across the Spider-Verse, that's Sony, so that doesn't count. Then you have The Flash, which is DC, that flopped. Blue Beetle, that flopped, also DC. People are just not as interested in Spider-Man movies anymore. And never mind that in order to kind of fill the void of lack of movies, um, Marvel decided to oversaturate us and just overwhelm us with television shows on Disney+. Plus. So many television shows. Good grief. And I've only watched like, I think one or two episodes of the Winter Soldier Falcon one. I haven't watched Loki. I'm not interested. It looks like they gave him character development. I don't want him to have character development, like let him stay evil and, you know, messing up people's lives because he's bored, like leave him that way. That's how I like him. Okay. I like him a little red flaggy. I'm not interested. So. 
you just have an overabundance of Marvel, just so much Marvel. You can't get enough of it. And it turns out as these movies are coming out, you're having to watch this television show and that television show and these four movies in order to understand one movie. And it's starting to get on people's nerves. It was already irritating enough for people who weren't keeping up with Marvel. And it's starting to get even more irritating with people who do keep up with Marvel. And this movie is no exception because in order to really understand where all these characters are coming from, you would have had to watch all of Miss Marvel, all of WandaVision and Captain Marvel. That is a lot. And you want people to do all of that in a season where everyone's getting tired of superhero movies in general. I think that's going to be the biggest hindrance to this movie doing well. The timing just really, really sucks. You can also blame a little bit on the actor strike. I don't think so. Again, this movie was supposed to come out July 2022, so it's not like people didn't know. And Marvel shouldn't have to need all that marketing. Marvel should just sell itself at this point. I mean, Marvel's been doing movies since, golly, what? I think the first Marvel movie I saw was 2008, so Incredible Hulk. At this point, the Marvel movies can sell themselves. They don't need to do a whole lot of marketing. The fan base should just be ready to go. But it's just not happening. Marketing is essential for this movie, and unfortunately, they can't market it as well as they normally would be able to because of the strike. So there is that part that makes it suck with respect to the strike. But going back to the characters themselves, you have Marvel with some of the lowest rating, the lowest ratings for any Marvel television show. Carol Danvers and um, Brie Larson's portrayal of her not being a favorite, being in everything less than a favorite. People don't like the way her character was portrayed. The common thing that I'm seeing is that her character was very two dimensional, that she lacked a sense of humanity, a struggle. You look at all the different serial not serial, I was going to say serial killers, superheroes, and just the different internal struggles they've had in order to come to grips with their with their powers. Carol Danvers kind of li- lacks that. She's almost too perfect. She's very flat. And then the way Brie Larson took on that performance, there was just a lack of charisma. Now I've seen people say that, well, it's like that in the comic books. Understandably so, but that lack of charisma doesn't always translate well on film. It just doesn't. When you're going from one medium to another with respect to adaptation, some things have to change because not everything that looks good on paper is going to look good on film. That's just how it is. Sorry. Um, Especially when you're trying to bring in a whole new audience. You're not just catering to the people that read the comics, but you're hoping that more people kind of come in and join in on the fun, which means you're going to have to adapt your film to film. That's just how it's going to work. And I don't know if if that was just something they chose not to do. I I don't know if that was just Brie Larson struggling with the character. That was the way she was written or what. But people really just don't like the way her character is portrayed. And based on the trailers that I've seen, it it doesn't look like it's any different. And then you also have the director of this movie, Nia DaCosta. Now they have put on like this big steat of her being the first African-American woman to direct a Marvel film. I guess that's cool. I don't understand why they couldn't find someone with a bigger resume. I don't know how she got the job, to be honest with you, because this is like her third film literally her third directorial film she had little woods i want to say that was like 2018 somewhere around there and then she did the 2021 candy man that movie did make money but we're not going to sit here and pretend like she was the draw for it number one it's candy man like a classic slasher film from the early 90s plus jordan peele's name was attached to it the movie itself was not that good 
You know, I have my own little $2 Tuesday review of it from earlier in October, I believe the first week of October. Movie's not that good. It's very just boring and flat. And a lot of that, that those issues really was character development and direction. And Nia DaCosta is not only directing the Marvels, but she's also a co-writer here. Another co-writer, I forget her name, but she wrote two episodes for WandaVision. Her resume is also very small. So there's a lot of women involved in the making of this film, which is cool and everything, but it just makes me wonder. It, it makes me a little worried. And that is not because I don't believe that women can't be amazing. They can't do big things. But we are living in a DEI world where people are getting hired for qualities that they can't help, that they didn't really contribute to. You were born a woman. You had nothing to do with that. You were born Black. You had nothing to do with that. There was no skill involved in that. And it just makes you wonder. You have to ask these questions now because I have to ask, how does a woman who only had two movies prior to this one on her resume get this job what made them think she'll be the one to bring this story to fruition what did she pitch exactly it couldn't have been the script seen as how they had to do reshoots to fix the freaking story that was it the story was so convoluted and didn't make any sense they had to do reshoots so it couldn't have been the script makes me wonder sorry i know i'm gonna piss off at least one person with that one but Another little elephant in the room we have to address, just going off of what I said earlier, talking about how we have a female director and female writers. This is a female-led cast. It seems like Marvel is going in the direction of female-led films or whatever. And that could also be another reason as to why this movie might bomb. Now, I mentioned this in a TikTok and I posted this on YouTube as well, is that the target audience for this movie seems to alienate its male base and it's geared more towards tween and teen females. It just seems a little more juvenile than their normal movie. It seems less mature. Even something like Black Widow, female-led, right? But Here's a difference, I think, between, you know, Black Widow and Captain Marvel is that we have such a history with Scarlett Johansson and, you know, Natasha Romanoff and her character. We have such a history. I think, golly, was it 2010 or 2009 when I saw Iron Man 2? So what, we're talking 12 years between that's when I saw Iron Man 2. I believe that's when it came out. So 12 years with that character before she got her own movie. Now, granted, the movie didn't do as well. It was, you know, also the first, you know, Marvel film post-COVID. So there's that. But there's a history there. There really isn't much of a history here with Captain Marvel. You know, we have one movie with her. I think she made like a cameo appearance in Miss Marvel. Again, I've only watched the first three episodes. I don't think she was in WandaVision. Vision. I can't remember. You know, I can't remember. Was she in, was it the, that's me thinking. Was it the, the end credit scene in Infinity War where we saw Captain Marvel? And then she was in Endgame for a little bit. So we really don't have that history with her. We don't have a relationship with her like we do with the original Avengers, right? Where, you know, if they decided they wanted to bring Tony Stark back to life and make another movie, I'm down. Whatever. He can just sit there and read the ABCs. I'd probably go watch it. 
We don't really have a history with her. And what we have with her so far, it's not all that positive. However, comma, going back to what I said about the audience, this seems like this movie is geared more towards, you know, trying to pull in a demographic of tween and teen girls. And I think that's sweet and all. But if you're going to like really tailor make your movie for a very narrow demographic, you probably shouldn't be spending close to $250 million on it. Okay? Here's the thing about these superhero movies. They're male dominated. There's no getting away from that. I'm sorry, life's hard. And when you're going to introduce female characters, you cannot alienate your male audience. Here's the thing about men when they're watching women on screen. They like women. And it's not just women looking cute in outfits or whatever. It's the whole woman, the complexity of womanhood, a full female character, all that jazz, the strength, the femininity, they like it. They love all of it. What they don't like are women who are just very hard and very stiff, who lack femininity, who have no flaws, who seem to have everything together and they're stronger than every other man in the room. Men typically don't like that about women on screen. So if you're going to make a female-led movie within a male-dominated franchise, understandable. I get it. You want to bring in more of a female audience, but you can't alienate your male audience. I'm sorry. Baby steps here. I I think that is going to be a bit of the downfall here, not just, you know, the poor timing, the fact that there's nothing to really buffer this movie. It's not like we have another Avengers movie a month later. It's not like we had a big blockbuster of a movie just a few months before. There's nothing that really ties Guardians of the Galaxy to this movie. It's completely separate, it seems. This movie's kind of standing on its own, and unfortunately, it can't see, it can't swim. And it sucks, and it's a little sad. But I think that's, those are the two biggest things that are going to really mess this up for this movie is number one, the timing, and two, the fact that they have narrowed the demographic and they're alienating that male audience. You can't do it. I'm sorry. You can't do it. But just talking about Captain Marvel in general, I don't think there's really much to say about the movie. I think I've pretty much said all I can say. I have been a fan of Brie Larson's for a very long time, like I mentioned. Um, I'm proud of her one way or the other. I think she's a much better actress than what these movies are showing. She's definitely more talented than what these movies are giving her. And I I hope that we see a little more depth and something a little more whole in this character in this movie. But I'm I'm not sure because the movie is much shorter than your average Marvel film. But there is potential in that you can pack a lot in a short amount of time. You can do great things in an hour and 45 minutes or an hour and 49 minutes. I think this movie is like an hour and 49 minutes. But I don't imagine this movie doing what it needs to do in order for Marvel to continue justifying putting out more movies. Want to advertise on this podcast? Check the episode description to see how you can be featured on the next episode. Thank you guys for listening to me rant and rave about yet another movie. So preparing us for this Marvel weekend. So what's coming up? Again, I am seeing the Marvels on Thursday, so you'll get a full review for that on 
Friday, and you'll also get kind of a mini TikTok review Thursday evening. I think earlier I said like Friday evening, but I meant Thursday evening. I am seeing a movie called Journey to Bethlehem on Friday. It's like a musical nativity story kind of deal. I know Lecrae's in it. Looks kind of ridiculous, if I'm not going to lie. I'm not exactly looking for it, but I feel like I have to see it because um, I'll be at church all weekend, more than likely. And that means people, people at my church, people who know me know I go to the movies a lot. They know I do movie reviews. So I have like a handful of people who will ask me questions. (laughs) And so I I know they're going to ask me, have you seen it? What did you think? Can I take my daughter? Like, those are the questions I'm going to get. So, yeah, I have to see it. And then the week after is another double movie weekend. I will be seeing the Hunger Games movie and Wish. It's an early screening of Wish, so I'll be seeing it Saturday. It actually comes out Wednesday the 22nd, the day before Thanksgiving. But yay for being a A-list premiere stub member for AMC, which means you get access to early screenings from time to time. This is not like an endorsement or a product placement. I'm just saying it's one of those cool little perks and I love it because it's fun. I've actually got to see quite a few movies this year because of early screenings. Gran Turismo, I got to see like a whole week early. The Holdovers, I got to see almost two weeks early. So... Yeah, it's a cool, cute little perk, and I enjoy it very, very much. I really wish they would stop doing the early screenings on Wednesdays, though, because that's when I do youth at church. And so I need them to move it to, like, Tuesday, because that's, like, my most free day. So Tuesday. You know, if anybody from AMC hears this, if you could just move your pre-screenings or your early screenings to Tuesdays, that would be very helpful. Sign your most loyal customer who gives you almost half her money. Amen. So let me know what you guys think of Captain Marvel, what you think of the state of MCU, Marvel Studios, and are you going to go see the Marvels this weekend? What are your thoughts? What do you think the box office is going to look like? It's going to be a very interesting weekend of numbers. Well, thank you so much for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.